everybody. Welcome to Table Talk, a place for honest conversations and getting to meet friends. We are back with Stuart Rothberg. Again, y'all, we um, had a great conversation with getting to talk with Stuart just about Israel and all that is going on in that part of the country. And uh, we just wanted to come back. And actually, I asked Stuart to come back. I said, hey, I've gotten questions since the last uh, Table Talk aired, and I want to ask him a few more questions. Um, it's amazing. It's only been about four days since we were five, maybe five days since we recorded the first part of this. And so much has happened yes. in just a few days. And so this is part two of a conversation with Stuart. If you didn't get to hear the first one, I encourage you to go back and listen to that one and then jump back on this one. But thanks again for being here. Thanks, Betsy, for round two. It's we'll keep doing it till we get it right. You know, listen, that's the that's the plan. Um, but really, Julie, thank you for coming back. We kind of joke about let's talk about something easier yeah, than this. Yeah. But this is so important. And I know um, since the first one aired uh, of the first table talk, the number of people that have emailed me and called me or stopped me in the hallway and just said, thank y'all for having a conversation. I learned a ton. It made me dig into different things and want to learn more. I'm sure you've gotten a ton of that yes. as well. And so it really was one where I was like, this is important enough that we just need to sit down. I'm grateful. Talk about it. For your willingness to do this. Absolutely. It's kind of a rough topic. It is. But here it is. But We're, it's so important. Yeah. It's so important. Um, so the first thing I would ask you to do just a, a little um, is just since last time we talked, kind of Bring us up to speed a little bit of what you know of what has continued to happen in the region. Yeah, I'll do my best. And yeah. boy, things are happening yeah. minute by minute. I guess I'll start with a horrific tragedy uh, that uh, I bet most folks are aware of. Uh, a rocket uh, landed on a hospital, Baptist hospital, mm. in Gaza City. And uh, estimates of the casualties are in the multiple hundreds, yeah. 500, some say, some say beyond. Mm. I heard this terrible um, word from a, uh, a Palestinian Arab doctor, a lady serving in that hospital, mm -hmm. um, not taking any sides. She's a medical doctor right. and is in favor of life, all life. And she was just broken. Um, she wasn't on the scene at the time, but she was called in, and she saw parts of people, yeah. children, and she said it's hard even to get an accurate account. She never saw anything quite like this, mm -hmm. and she made this agonizing plea for peace because who's winning anything right. in this kind of altercation? Yeah. Yeah. And so your heart just breaks and goes out. Now, what happened as a result of this horrific uh, tragedy is that many people assumed uh, uh, pretty quickly that Israel is to blame right. and targeted um, the uh, bombing of a hospital. Is Israel capable of it? Yes, sure. you are. I am. Yeah. We, we have a sin nature. So uh, I don't uh, I, I don't know exactly what happened. Right. But uh, it, the um, Arab world uh, has really jumped to the conclusion that this was a deliberate attack by the Israeli Air Force uh, to because many, many Palestinians were taking cover in the mm. hospital 
because they have to flee right. uh, Israel's impending um, attack, ground attacks. So they're looking for places to right. be safe. So you would think a hospital would be a safe place. So they were there. So Israel is being accused of deliberately targeting them. So they received condemnation from Jordan and Lebanon and Syria mm -hmm. all and uh, there's protests all yeah. over the place, and even one as esteemed as Bernie Sanders. He's an unusual person who, by the way, is Jewish. Uh, yes. Yeah, although he, he doesn't talk about it much. Yeah. He said horrific, uh, um, moral, heinous mm. uh, crime. And if it was committed by Israel, of course, he and everybody else is correct. However, a day later... Um, it's not quite so certain that's what right. happened. In fact, there seems to be persuasive evidence that the rocket was a failed attempt to uh, strike again at the Israeli community and that it misfired. Now, this is not unusual. Uh, in fact, estimates are that 20%, upwards of 20% mm -hmm. of the rockets fired by either Hamas or it's, there's another terrorist group there, a partner group called the Palestinian, Pal Palestinian Islamic Jihad, mm. P-I-J, Palestinian Islamic Jihad. And it appears this rocket was uh, fired by them. And there seems to be evidence that it failed, went up and came down. Right on the hospital. You say, what evidence? Well, there's an interview that's been found of, uh, with two Palestinians who set it off. Mm. Um, our president, President Biden, is in Israel right yes. now. And he made the public statement, I think rather awkwardly to tell you the truth, mm. but at any rate, uh, he indicated uh, uh, he doesn't believe it, there's evidence that Israel targeted that building mm. at all. And then what was the expression he used? It was the other team. Oh. <laughs> and so okay. that, yeah. that soundbite is really being published. I'm sure. It's kind of a weird way to, uh -huh. to put yeah, it, yeah. the other team. But uh, anyway, uh, could it have been Israel? Yes. Um, uh, uh, could it have been deliberate? Unlikely, but yes. Mm -hmm. Could it have been an uh Accident by Israel's Air Force? Yes. Uh, could it have been um, the, the PIJ, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad? Right. Yes. Yeah. Here's the deal. We're, we're talking about a military battle now, and right. it looks to me as if Israel will win it. Hmm. Uh, unless God has a different idea. Right. So I, I don't know all these things. I'm, I'm just saying from the point of view of military might, it, right. it's hard for me to see that the Palestinian... Uh, militia is going to be able to withstand Israel's ground attack. Hmm. I, I could be wrong, but right. but I think that's the most reasonable position. But though Israel might win militarily, they're largely losing in terms of the battle for truth. Yeah. And that's what we Christians really, really have to struggle with today. Where is truth? Yeah. So for instance, when all this terrible stuff happened on October 7th, it's such an offense to our sensibilities. People legitimately ask, I'm one of them. Really? This can't be true. Is there evidence of it? Mm -hmm. Well, we have seen horrific evidence of it. Right. Video, this, that. Who, you, see, yeah. you see the effects yeah. of, of what happened. So we're persuaded of the veracity of the event because we have something to back it up. 
So I would just caution my fellow Christians, and I'm trying to do the same. Seek truth. Um, um, be engaged in the battle for, for truth. Who's the truth teller? What is the evidence? Now, we know the scriptures are the repository of truth. Sure. So I hope people run to it with regard to um, Jews and Arabs and all the rest and, right. and God's love for all people. I, ho- I hope we run I hope we run to scripture. Uh, then as far as uh, apprising media reports, uh, they're quite sensationalistic. Yeah. I think we have to be kind of careful and, and uh, s- s- sort of judge. Uh, Israel, it, it would be out of character for Israel to target uh, a hospital. Right. Um, do they have the potential nonetheless to do it? Of course, mm-hmm. sin nature of humankind. But it would be the exception to, to the rule in all of Israel's history. Right. So the burden of proof would be on someone who is finding Israel guilty. You would have to demonstrate, since it's an exception to the rule, that it actually happened. So right. I would just caution people. And I'm doing. I'm taking the same caution. Sure. Be careful. Uh, don't be. Don't prejudge this side, that side. Absolutely. Let's just be a little careful. Mm-hmm. So the uh, Palestinian uh, media uh, campaign is quite successful. Mm. For instance, tell me if I'm getting off track. Go for it. <laughs> uh, for instance, in in our Congress, there's been a group of people that are, are referred to, I don't think to, in a complimentary way, but uh, as the squad. Okay. And they're, and they're representatives in the House of Representatives, and they have different points of view. They're uh-huh. largely largely anti-Israel. and Okay. Um, one could say even maybe anti-America. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an unusual group of duly elected officials. Okay. I bring it up because one of them, <laughs> um, um, when the October 7th thing happened, um, publicized a photo of a young uh, Arab girl uh, who had been killed. And um, she, she advanced it as evidence of the fact that Israel is is killing children mm. as well. Well, your heart breaks. Right. You, you see a photo of a yeah. little girl whose life was snuffed out, and she attributed it to Israel. Well, it was found out that it was a photo of a Syrian little girl who was killed in Syria hmm. under the dictatorial regime of their present leader, wow. Bashar al-Assad. And she retracted it. But can you see the impact of it? Sure, absolutely. Now, I'm not saying that's always the case. No, yeah. I'm just saying in today's day and age, you can show a photo, you can do doctor up things and all this kind of stuff. That was a photo from a girl who died uh, some years ago in Syria. It had nothing to do with Israel. Right, sure. So... um, That's been, I think, probably one of the very interesting things that I've seen is just the masses of people that maybe aren't experts on Israel or the history or Palestine or any of it. And in the last few weeks, yes. they've gotten super fired up for good reason, you yeah. know, with maybe really good hearts and intentions. Um, and then are going out in social media or different places and yeah. just speak talking as if they are an authority. Yes. And then all it seems to do is cause 
fighting oh, it's and bickering so. and you don't know what you're talking about and yes I do and it's I think it's even worse when they're holding a Bible and saying oh my goodness this this that you know you just kind of go oh what are you, you cringe what what is really your heart behind what you're doing and I think sometimes it really is they're like just saying hey we do need to pray we do need to know and have an education about what's going on but it so quickly can become extremely right. divisive. This is the downside of our access to social media. Yeah. Uh, anybody could say things. I can tolerate an opposing point of view if sure. a person has arrived at it uh, in full possession of the facts. Right. And you don't have to be that way anymore. You can just send out things. Yes. Today before our, our, our meeting, one of the things I prayed amongst many is that w- Anything I say would be factual. Right. Scriptural, of course, but factual in terms of the news. We don't have a right to misrepresent things to make our point. Sure. So um, anyway, so so that's the the big battle. It's behind the scene. That is the battle for truth. So the the devastation at the hospital took place since we last spoke. Right. And some other things. Iran has threatened to enter the fray if, in fact, Israel sends its ground troops into Gaza. Mm. Now, everyone with reason believes Israel's going to do it. Um, I was just thinking the other day, well, Israel knows that everyone knows they're going to go into Gaza. Right. What if they don't? It's very interesting how Israel, they tell people like, hey, we're coming. Correct. Hey, get ready. Correct. Hey, if you want to leave, leave before we come. Like that is something they do. Yeah. And so it is very interesting that that's their battle plan to say we're going to tell everybody our battle plan. Well, correct. And uh, that gives uh, Hamas and there are... um, Tens of thousands of Hamas uh, terrorists in tunnels. It's quite a tunnel system. They can survive indefinitely. Don't you think they've put out booby traps and this, that, and the other thing? And this is announced. So this is nothing but speculation. I was just wondering, maybe Israel won't. Yeah. And they'll do something else. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's just something to think about. Um, it looks like they're they're going to go in. They, the thinking is they won't go in while President Biden is now in Israel. Right. That wouldn't be exactly a good thing. Sure. But maybe they will. Yeah. Because that would be a a surprise. Different. Who knows? Right. Anyway, they're poised. Uh, about four hundred thousand reservists have been wow. called up. So. Holy moly, this is a big deal. Wow. So if Iran, in, Iran does get involved, can you see how this thing mm-hmm. can really get out of control? Also, the group we spoke about last time, Hezbollah, they're mm-hmm. in Lebanon. Right. That doesn't mean the Lebanese people. I'll tell you who the Lebanese people are. Magnificent people mm-hmm. with a great culture. And Beirut, Lebanon, was at one time considered the Paris mm. of the Middle East, a beautiful place. Right. It isn't that way now. Mm. It's not the fault of the Lebanese right. people, in my opinion. Another terrorist group, also Iran-supported, Hezbollah, Party of Allah, has pretty much taken over mm. Lebanon. They're not, they're not officially the government, but in actuality they are. Anyway, they're on Israel's northern border, and they, and they have an enormous uh, rocket and missile arsenal. They started to bomb Israel. They've already killed uh, some Israeli civilians, and so the soldiers are fighting back. If they enter the fray, and Iran enters the fray, and yeah. so on, can you see how this thing can become 
I guess, a war of biblical proportions, to use that expression. So we must be about the business of asking God for his mercy in, in, uh, in not letting it grow and, and get absolutely worldwide, international. Mm -hmm. I mean, Russia's involved, China's sure. involved. And yeah. So um, I don't think we're exaggerating to say these are perilous times and we believers have to pray yes. that God would have mercy on us all yes. and put an end to the, yes, absolutely. To all of this. Anyway, so that sort of stuff has happened. Yeah. Also what's happened is now the Israeli economy, as is no surprise, is really suffering. The mm -hmm. shekel, which is their currency, has really, really wow. gone down. And uh, uh, you know the Palestinians who've had to move uh, to the south and into and towards Egypt. Uh, and you're right, Israel has announced in advance we're, we're coming, so move. I don't know if people know thousands and thousands on the other side in Israel have had to do the same thing. So, for instance, one place called Sterot, they were really um, uh, horrified and uh, devastated by the attack. They lost many, many people. They've all been moved out. Many of the areas in the southern part of Israel, the people have been evacuated by the government to other places. Mm -hmm. And then Israelis in the north have been told they need to evacuate. They're too close to the border Gosh. with Hezbollah. So thousands and thousands of Israelis are now displaced as, in that whole region, well. there's not a ton of places to no, go. No, And if one group's leaving and haven't, I mean, yeah, that's... So the oh. prime minister of Israel, he doesn't want his citizens in the south. If they're going to have this massive incursion into Gaza, mm -hmm. you can't have your civilian population too close. So they've been moved out and again from the north. So thousands and mm -hmm. thousands. So that country is in... Uh, Disarray as well. What has happened since we last spoke uh, is that there's come to be uh, astounding unity in the country. Um, Israel, like the United States, is, <laughs> is a country made up of people with lots of opinions. Sure. Different political parties and perspectives on life mm -hmm. and religious differences and all the rest. Uh, but the um, threat to Israel's very existence has brought many people together, yeah, including sure. the prime minister with his foes in politics. Mm. So you might say that's sort of a good thing. Right. I think it's a good thing yeah. because the Israeli citizenry is just disgusted mm. with its government who can't get together and advance the cause of people like ours. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, um, so, so that's, wow. that's happened. World leaders are coming to Israel, particularly European leaders, uh, both to show support for Israel, but also to try to do what they could. I, I commend this yeah. to try to get uh, to keep this from from escalating from, more uh, from more. escalating Absolutely. more. By the way, uh, um, a member of the British government also weighed in on the hospital attack mm -hmm. and said he sees no evidence that Israel was responsible for it. They've already done an investigation. He thinks it was a failed rocket attempt by the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Mm. So anyway, th that's Gosh. kind of what's happened. Yeah, all the things that have happened. Since we last spoke. So a couple of questions that I have gotten over the last uh, week that I wanted to bring to you just to get your opinion on it. Is one that I thought was extremely interesting is 
how how can we know that the Israel of today is the Israel that is spoken of in in the Bible? Uh. And is the Israel that's spoken of in the Bible are those the same people that just happen to live in Israel now? Hmm. Uh, what about the people that live in Israel that denounce Christianity, yes. denounce who Jesus is? How can we say that the Israel that is spoken of in Scripture is the Israel that is there today? What a great question. E- I'm g- easy questions. Well, <laughs> I would love to meet the person and give that person a pat on the back. It's a very insightful question. Yeah. So I'll do my best. Here's what Israel is. We think of it as, as a country, but mm-hmm. it's actually it's a people group. Okay. And they are descendants of Abraham mm-hmm. and then Isaac and then Jacob. That's the line of descent. Okay. Now, it, it tapers off. So it, from Isaac, there's, there's Ishmael. And from Jacob, uh, you know, another relative is Esau. Mm-hmm. But the line of Jewishness goes through uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So uh, Israel consists of people whose line of descent is is through those three patriarchs. So in that sense, Jews living in the land called Israel today are exactly the same Israel of the Bible, though most are there, um, the questioner is right, in unbelief. Most of them are in unbelief. But they don't cease still to be Israel. Now, God's covenant um, in the Old Testament with Abraham, called mm-hmm. the Abrahamic covenant, mm-hmm. is not made just with believing Jews. Okay. It's made with the people that descended from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You can see it in Genesis chapter 12. In fact, it's called the Abrahamic covenant. That's pretty impressive yeah. to say, don't you think? Yeah. Because it was made with Abraham. Right. Now, here's the interesting thing about it it, it says in Genesis 12, uh, God speaks, I will give this land to your descendants. And there's a series of I wills, mm-hmm. but you can't find in it, I will if you will. Right. Sure, that sure. would make it a conditional covenant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since there's no I will if you will, that's called an unconditional covenant. Okay. So without condition, God, in his wisdom, you'll have to take it up with him, right. decided to give that parcel of land to the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why? Again, you'll have to ask him. Right. And just to show you, I brought some. Yes, you brought some stuff because I can't. I love it. Trust my increasingly aging mind. <laughs> so I just want to read you this. Listen to this. Yeah. Psalm 105, 8 to 11. Okay. He has remembered his covenant forever. Speaking of God, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations. That's not literal. It's figurative. It means forever. The covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac, meaning he repeated the Abrahamic covenant to Isaac. Then he confirmed it to Jacob for a statute to Israel as an everlasting covenant. What Israel? Descendants Mm. of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And uh, saying to you, descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jews, to you I will give the land of Canaan. Uh, It wasn't called Palestine. It was called the land of Canaan. Uh I will give you the land of Canaan as the portion of your inheritance. So the Jews living in the land today are exactly the same Israel we read about in the Bible, though they're in unbelief. So what's going to happen to them? 
you don't mind if I turn to another Please. passage of Scripture? How could you argue with, with Scripture? All about um, Scripture. So, so let me just uh, share with you one other uh, passage. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul is speaking okay. to Roman believers in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 11. For I do not want you, brethren. And by using the term, he's referring to believers. I don't want you brethren to be uninformed of this mystery so that you will not be wise in your own estimation. Mm. He's writing to believers in Rome who are primarily Gentile believers. And it's possible for a Gentile believer to develop the notion that God has replaced Israel with me. Right. He no longer has a, a a plan for Israel because Israel has been so rebellious right. and disobedient. So God got better people, we Christians. Yeah. So it's possible to get a little bit of uh, arrogance. Sure. And so Paul addresses this. So he's speaking to his brethren, primarily Gentile brethren. I don't want you to be uninformed of this mystery. Why? So that you will not be wise in your own estimation. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Jewish sarcasm there. <laughs> And, and he says that a partial hardening has happened to Israel. Hmm. So the Jews in the land, the vast majority, are subject to a partial hardening. Why partial? Because there are still Jewish believers. Sure. It's not a total hardening. Right. I'm evidence of it. Right. If the hardening of Israel was total, you and I would not be having this. Right. I wouldn't be safe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want you to be... Um, Wise in your own estimation, a partial hardening has happened to Israel, and then there's a time indicator, until the fullness of the Gentiles has come. Hmm. In this day in which we live, Betsy, people like you, (laughs) because my people have rejected the gospel, mostly, God in his wisdom is not foiled by our disobedience, so he used Jewish disobedience as an opportunity for the gospel mm. to go to all people groups. And that, so this time is called the fullness of the Gentiles. Mm. Those being saved today are not primarily Jewish. A Jew who believes is kind of an exception to the rule. Right. Uh, and today, so most be- people being saved are, are, are Gentile believers. Mm-hmm. So that's called the fullness of the Gentiles. Okay. When the fullness of the Gentiles uh, is completed, as Paul says, when the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, then all Israel will be saved. Hmm. I did not write this. Wow. I'm just reading it. Check it out in any translation. Romans 11 verses 25 to 27. Hmm. So then now primarily it's Gentile believers in our churches and so right. on. And you, you know, you have an odd Jew here or there right. in Israel. There are Jewish believers called Messianic Jews. Yes. But they're like a, ha- a half of 1%. Oh, wow. So that's definitely not all Israel. Right. So we're waiting for a day when, when you think of Jewish people, you won't think of rejection of Jesus. You will think of acceptance mm-hmm. of Jesus. Yeah. So the Jews, the Israelis living in the land are exactly the people group Paul is speaking about here mm-hmm. who one day, now it'll be through tribulation. Yeah. Uh, um, a great one, but we're seeing it happening today. That's why we prayed last time that God would use this terrible altercation to open the hearts of Jews and Arab peoples and Palestinian peoples, Muslim people to the gospel. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it says, and then all Israel will be saved. And then Paul says, just as it is written. And here he refers 
right. to what we call the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And that was his Bible. Right. <laughs> and here's what, where he quotes from the Old Testament. The deliverer, what's his name? Jesus. Jesus. The deliverer will come from Zion. That's a representation for Jerusalem. He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. This is my covenant with them when, not if, when I take away their sins. Wow. Why do we support Israel today? It's the same Israel in the mm -hmm. Bible that God made all his promises to. Has Israel responded yet? No. Will they? If you believe Paul, they will. Yeah. God's word says it. So it's the same people group we read about in the Bible, the same Israel. And I know some people are saying it's not the same Israel, therefore I don't have to support it. Hang on just a second. Mm -hmm. That's the very people that Paul speaks about here. And I can show you in a million other places yeah. that God has uh, a, a, a redemptive plan mm -hmm. for, for them in for the that. land. Mm -hmm. I love that. That is a great answer for that thought process if people are having that. I think that's a great way of looking at it. Um, okay, so the other question I've been getting is a little bit um, just with looking at Palestine, where, how did they come about? Do they have a land that is theirs, that is a country? I think Part of what I struggle with is growing up in America, knowing America, we have states. Yeah. And those states have borders. And the people that live inside that state are Texans. Yeah. Or you're from Louisiana or you're whatever. And uh, based on where you live and the land borders that you live inside. Yeah. And I think in talking with you and looking at different things, it is very different. Yeah. In Israel and in the surrounding countries where... Um, that it might be a landmass that is Israel's, but it's governed by a different place yes. or there's different groups. And so I think that's just hard maybe for us to just even get our minds around yeah, of how does all of that work. I got you. And even the going in and out of countries to work in one country or live in another country where we can't, we don't do that. We can't go into Mexico without a passport or into Canada. Um, and so I think that's just hard for maybe us to understand yeah. Who are all the different people groups that are involved? How do they all go together? And who actually has um, authority, Yeah, governmental authority over all the different groups of names that we hear getting thrown around? Wow. You asked a lot. So I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and no, it's uh, the, the, the question implies, wow, it's it's not clear and it's complicated. Yes. And and that's the answer. Right. But uh, I'll, I'll give a shot at okay. it. So. Um, the, the land God brought Abraham to from Ur of the Chaldees, which would be in modern day Iraq. Okay. When he said, I'm going to bring you to a land, you don't know anything about it. And right. So uh, Abram is brought into this land. It was then called, when he got there, the land of Canaan. Yes. Not Palestine, not Israel. Right. Land of Canaan. Okay. Why? Well, Canaan was the name of a person mm -hmm. in the Bible from whom came a number of diverse tribes, which we call the Canaanites. Mm -hmm. And they're made up of Hevites and Hittites and Perizzites and all those ites. Yeah. Canaanites. So Abraham comes into the land and God says again in Genesis 12, Abrahamic covenant, um, I'm going to give this land to you and your people. But wait a second. There's already people in the land. Mm -hmm. The Canaanites. 
what an unfair thing, apparently, of God. You bring this guy, Abram, from Ur of the Chaldees, you bring him into this land, and you say, you see it, Abraham? Look here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. It's yours and your people's. Huh. Uh, Is that fair? Not exactly. Right. Um, Let's talk about what's fair, just for a second. God makes us in his own image. Mm -hmm. We sin. Sure. (laughs) Uh, We... And we bring sin into every every generation. Um, God nonetheless um, blesses, and he puts the first two of us in a garden, all the rest, and sin is rampant, and God sends a flood, universal flood on, on the earth. But after that, uh, but he spares the lives of Noah and his family. Right. And then after the flood, he tells the post-flood people, he repeats what he said before the flood. I want you to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Right. What a gracious thing. Yeah. He doesn't wipe out the entirety of the human race, even though the human race is deeply embedded in right. sin. He saves uh, a remnant of people and the world starts getting populated. People are being fruitful and multiplying. Mm-hmm. What do they do hot on the heels of that? In Genesis 11, they build a tower. The Tower of Babel, meaning confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, a, an attempt to kind of reach into the heavenlies, you might say, through human effort. Right. God said, uh, be fruitful and multiply. Uh, the people at the Tower of Babel said, nah, we don't want to scatter. Right. We want to build a big old red metropolis, metropolis right. right here. That's a testimony to our greatness, the greatness of humankind. So God saves the world from the universal flood soon after that humankind and he gives them this wonderful permission to continue to live and mm-hmm. be fruitful and populate the earth they don't want to do that so god uh, in the spirit of fairness could have wiped out the entire human race there in genesis 11 instead in the very next chapter genesis 12 he raises up abram from whom will come a people group and in, and in a land and all the rest from whom ultimately comes the Messiah, right. uh, Jesus. So if you want fairness, then God should have wiped us yeah. all out. But God is not limited to principles of fairness as yeah. we are. He operates by grace and mercy. So this is all a manifestation of grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, the land is his. He can give it to sure. whomever he wants. Why did he give it to Abraham and his descendants? Well, we have plenty of scripture that indicates it wasn't because of any inherent goodness or virtue in them. In fact, in Ezekiel, it says he did it for his sake yeah. so that he could prove himself to the world to be glorious in his graciousness. Yeah. So um, the Canaanites in the land were removed, were supposed to be removed from the land, land of Canaan. Israel in, did not succeed in doing it because they compromised mm-hmm. and, and took on the habits of the Canaanites and all the rest. Mm-hmm. And even though the Abrahamic covenant gives Israel the title deed to the land without condition, enjoyment of the land is very much contingent on mm-hmm. obedience. So there's another covenant after the Abrahamic covenant called the Mosaic covenant. That's when God gave the law to Moses on Mount Sinai. It consists of lots of statutes and commandments and so on. Israel was supposed to live by them. Have the Jewish people lived by them? No, they have not. Mm -hmm. 
So a lot of people think based on Israel's disobedience, they have forfeited the right to the land. But you can't forfeit an an unconditional covenant. Mm -hmm. So what they have forfeited is um, free, peaceful, Mm. um, unopposed um, presence in the land. So Israel's history has been constant uh, assaults and opposition and enemies and so on. Here's the equivalent to us. When you and I got saved, all believers, we were saved under an unconditional yeah. covenant. God didn't say, I will say, save you uh, if you will. Right. He said, I will save you. Mm-hmm. So we're saved without condition. But the enjoyment of our salvation yeah. is very much a function of our obedience. Sure. Now, a disobedient Christian doesn't lose his or her salvation right. any more than a disobedient Israel. Hmm loses what God gave her, the land rights, under the Abrahamic covenant. We believers can't have it both ways. If we like the fact that we are eternally saved in spite of whether we obey God or not, we're saved through the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus. We're saved by the grace of God. Then you have to see that's how the Abrahamic and Mosaic Mm -hmm. covenant are structured as well. So Israel's disobedience under the Mosaic covenant does not cause her to forfeit her land rights under the Abrahamic covenant. That's why we must support Israel's right to the land. I did not say defend Israel's uh, rightness in all of her right. political decisions, but but it's Israel's right to the land. Okay, so they disobey God. They still have the land, but they're uh, constantly under pressure. Not the least of which was in by the Romans in AD seventy. Mm-hmm. So they forced a lot of Jews out of the land for centuries, and then there was a Jewish revolt in AD one thirty five by a guy named Bar Kokhba, which means son of the star. Okay. He, uh, I don't know, kind of was a messianic figure, not the real Messiah. But, okay. And so he revolted against Roman occupation. The emperor at the time, Hadrian, was not happy. Sure. So he really beat up on the Jews and tortured them and killed them and pushed a, a number of them out of the land mm-hmm. and changed the name of the land. Okay. From the land of Canaan mm-hmm. or... Judah, um, he, he made it Palestine. Why? Okay. Because it comes from the word Philistine. Okay. Israel's perennial enemies. Enemy. Now, today's Palestinians are not Philistines. The Philistines were a seafaring people from Crete and other Islands. Okay. They they sailed to the western shore of what we know as Israel for trade interests. They had five cities. Goliath was from one of their cities, Gath. That's yes. one of the five Philistine cities. You've heard about Ashkelon in the news. That was one of the Philistine cities. Okay. So there are no more Philistines. But the Roman emperor, so disgusted with the Jewish revolt, decided, I'm going to be in your face. I'm going to change the name of the land. So you will have to constantly be reminded of the Philistines who, who tortured you and harassed you through centuries of your history. Wow. So the land came to be called Palestina. So okay. uh, how would you get 
Palestinians. Well, all the residents were called Palestinians, including Jews. Okay. They, you live in Palestine, you're called a Palestinian. Uh -huh. So how did we get this special people group today identifying as Palestinians? Well, right. um, the Palestinian identity really took form not until 1967 on the heels of what's called the Six-Day War. Okay. where multiple Arab nations uh, attacked Israel and were turned back. It was a mirac miraculous victory. Israel was greatly outnumbered. Anyway, six-day war. The leaders, uh, they, when you hear Palestinian, you have to think Arab. They're Arab peoples. They were, they're just known as Arab peoples until a certain point. Okay. Yasser Arafat and some other Arab resistance leaders, he was the head of what was called the PLO, Palestine Liberation Organization. Okay. They started to give a, a special identity to Arab peoples who felt oppressed by Israel, wanted Israel out of the land, hated the Jews. So he created a special identity called um, Palestinian. But Palestinians are, are Arab peoples. Right. Not every Arab even today identifies himself or herself with the Palestinians. Okay. Uh, many Arabs in Israel, there are two million, are Arab citizens of Israel. Okay. Then there's about another two and a half million who identify as Palestinians. So do you get to pick? Yes. Wow. You do. Okay. So um, there, there is no such thing as the language of the Palestinians. Okay. There's, it's Arabic. Okay. There is no separate Palestinian culture. It's Arabic. There are no separate Palestinian foods. These are Arabic foods. Mm. They separated the, uh, and, and created an identity for political reasons. Okay. And uh, then the Palestinians could call themselves an oppressed group, displaced refugees and, and all the rest. Right. That's the media campaign that's been quite right. successful. Yeah. So... Um, in Israel, you can choose to live under the Palestinian Authority. Israel gave governance to Palestinian leaders in the land. Why? To try to make peace. Right. So we mentioned this last time. Yeah. One of the primary Palestinian governing bodies is called Fatah. They're not in Gaza. They're in a place called Ramallah. That's the capital. And their leader is a man named Mahmoud Abbas. Um, he governs. He has a cabinet. That's wow. his governance. So okay. you, you, I mentioned to you there are different license plates, yes. schools, right. taxation, all, all, all the rest. Wow. So, too, in Bethlehem, that's under the Palestinian Authority. Jericho, Palestinian Authority. So if you're in Israel, you are going from zone to zone. Some of the areas, they're called ABC zones. Some of the zones are entirely under Israeli control. Some of the zones are, are under kind of a hybrid Israeli and Palestinian control. Okay. Some of the zones are entirely under the Palestinian Authority. Okay. That's the nature of things. In, so, for instance, the West Bank that we hear about, right. Palestinian Authority. Right. Gaza, Palestinian Authority, yeah, so on and so forth. So, can if people can choose which organization or group they kind of want to be affiliated with? Yes. Can they choose where they want to live? Yes. Okay. So, 
in Israel, um, in the news, of course, makes things look terrible, and, it, and there's a reason for it. Sure. But if you go to Israel, you'll see many, many Jews living with many, many Arabs. Kids go to the same schools. Right. They work together, use sure. the same hospitals. It's not like every Jew is at war with every Arab in Israel. Right. It doesn't happen. Yep. It doesn't happen that that way. So there are whole communities that are fully integrated, mm-hmm. and everyone gets get gets along. Sure. But then there are communities where um, Arab, primarily Muslim people, uh, choose to live in their own community. And how do you identify those? Well, you'll see um, you'll see towers uh, f- for mosques. Okay, and that's where Muslim people will be called to prayer. So you know right. that's a Muslim. A community. Okay. So um, the Palestinians are mostly Muslim. Okay. Not not entirely. Not entirely. Sure. We've. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen tons where they say there are Palestinian Christians. For sure. That are For there? Sure. So a hundred percent. The yeah. majority, however, right. are 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 Arab Muslims who does not who do not recognize Israel right to exist, mm-hmm. and so they are allowed to live under their own governance. So Israel in two thousand and five pulled. 8,000 of its own residents who were living in Gaza, they pulled them out to give it over to the Palestinian Authority. Um, A year or two later, the Palestinian people in Gaza chose Hamas to be its government. Okay. Israel, not happy, let it happen. Palestinian Authority, live free. Wow. So they chose Hamas. That's why the innocence of the Palestinian people in Gaza, to me, is questionable. They chose Hamas as its government. Hamas does not represent all Arab people in the land. It represents Palestinians on the extreme end of things who do not recognize Jewish existence there or, frankly, anywhere. And so they have militarized it and made it a, uh, a fortress uh, for instance, the European Union, I'm not making this up. I just saw the video the other day. The European Union sent big old metal pipes into mm-hmm. Gaza, uh, not recently, right. uh, some time ago, to provide for uh, more potable water supplies, um, infrastructure help right. so that people can have, have fresh water. The Hamas, with glee, uh, posted pictures of how they used those metal pipes. They cut them up to make them casings for rockets that they're going to use against Israel. The government uh, of Gaza, this is not a prejudicial statement. I'm just telling you what I think is factual, though I'm willing to be challenged. Hamas has not provided well for its people. Right. It's used this kind of stuff. Instead of providing potable water and schools and hospitals and roads, mm-hmm. It's on a sea coast. It could be a beautiful community with tourism and right. all the rest. They've they've laid siege to it. They've built this unbelievable network of tunnels and all the rest and rocket supplies and bombs and all this right. all this kind of stuff. So um, if you're an Arab citizen of Israel, and by the way, every modern-day survey of Arab citizens of Israel uh, uh, that has asked this question, would you prefer to live in a Palestinian state Mm -hmm. or remain a citizen of Israel? The vast majority of Arab respondents said, 
we don't want to live in a Palestinian mm. state. Yeah. They've been fully integrated into Israeli society. Right. Israel has an equivalent of the Supreme Court. There are Arab members of it. At one time, the head of Israel's entire national election system was an Arab Muslim person. I want you to show me one Muslim-dominated country where I could be a citizen, right. elected to government, maybe even survive. Right. Israel is a true democracy. The Knesset, their government, is made up of uh, a number of Arab members, some of whom hate Israel. Too bad. It's a democracy. They were elected by right. their constituency. Right. The life expectancy in Israel for all people is greater than in any other uh, Arab country. The infant death mortality rate is much lower in Israel than in any other Arab country. The literacy rate is much greater in Israel than in any Arab uh, country. So there are Arab peoples in the land, they just want to work, right. provide for their families, live life. They don't want to kill or anybody. They right. don't want to overthrow anybody. Right. They just want to live just like you and I. Mm -hmm. And they kind of have divorced themselves mm -hmm. from Hamas, Hezbollah, and sure. these. That's why uh, Egypt yeah. closed its border crossing mm -hmm. in these days um, to the Palestinians who need to get out of Gaza for their own safety. Right. Israel closed the border. Why? Because they don't want Hamas terrorists to be part of the group that infiltrates into Egypt. So it's, it's a very complex situation. Some would say Israel needs to just get rid of all the non-Jews. Hmm. Yeah, but that's not what a democracy does. So in the Israel constitution, absolute freedom of religion. If you go to Israel at different times during the day, you'll have to stop talking. You won't be able to hear your conversation because... Uh, the call to prayer, the right. Muslim call to prayer mm -hmm. is, is, is going off. They, they, they use megaphones now right. and all that kind of stuff. You have uh, every religion, Catholic, Greek, Orthodox, mm -hmm. Baha'i, faith, Zoroastrianism, Islam, uh, every brand of mm -hmm. Christian denomination have fully uh, protected and guaranteed their rights to freedom of streets and freedom of religion. It's, it's mixed, integrated. However, the Palestinian Charter, you can read it. I'm not making this up. If there got to be a Palestinian state alongside mm -hmm. Israel, it calls for a Jew-free state. It's, mm -hmm. the, it's, the, it's the concept called Judenfrei, German word that the Nazis came up with. We have to free the world of Jews. Yeah. They're vermin. We have to, so mm -hmm. Judenfrei. So that's the same position the Palestinian extremists are right. taking. We want a Jew-free country. What if Israel announced uh, we're going to move to make Israel an Arab-free land? Right. What would the world community think of that? Absolutely. But on the contrary, that, that's not what they're moving to at, at all. Mm -hmm. On every street sign in Israel, you'll see things in three languages, mm -hmm. English, Arabic, and Hebrew. It's, right. it's a democracy. Mm -hmm. That is not true under the Palestinian right. uh, uh, authority. So yeah. anyway, that's, that's the, it's a complicated situation. It's a great explanation of a very big question, and I love that you took the time to do that. Thank you. Um, and I keep going back to when we're talking about these groups, 
we have to remember that these, we're saying these groups at large, there are people inside that would be associated with that same group that don't agree with what that group is doing. You are so right. And that's why we have to be so careful. We even said this last time, there are people under the title of Christian that I would not want to be associated with. Yes. Um, and so we have to be so careful with our words. And then I think, man, we have to be praying for everyone. Yes. Everyone, because no matter what group you are associated with, this is devastating oh. uh, from all different angles. Nobody wins. Nobody wins. And then we have to take a step back and say, but we trust God. Yes. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is a faithful God, and he is always going to work his plan out for his good. Yes. And we have to trust that that's what he's doing. Betsy. If a Hamas terrorist was seated right there, yeah. I would want to tell them about Jesus. Amen. We want to share the gospel with them. That's our agenda. Yep. Absolutely. That is our agenda. That is what we're called to do. Uh, Romans 1.16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. It's the power of God for salvation to the Jew first and also to the nations. Yes. To the Jew first, meaning the gospel it, is actually most relevant to Jews, because it comes from a Jewish Messiah who died in a Jewish place, um, pr uh, first for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. If the gospel is relevant to anyone, don't leave Jews out. Sure. But it's not exclusively for Jews. Right. To the Jew first, and also it says to the Gentiles, but the word means nations. Mm -hmm. Every nation, Palestinian people, Absolutely. Muslim people, of course. By the That's way, right. if there was a Hamas terrorist right there who wanted to kill me, my best chance of survival is for that person to be embraced by the gospel and see me as a brother. That's right. Now, I, I could get a gun and try to shoot him before he shoots me. And I suppose there's a place for that. Or I could ask the Lord Jesus to grant him repentance just like he granted me and make us brothers in Christ. Amen. And, and then we lay down our arms. That's right. So that is our, that is our primary agenda. Yes. That is we, what we want that is, that is our heart's cry to the Lord. Yes. Is, Lord, draw all men to yourself. Yes. And give us ways to get to be a part of that, mm -hmm. which I think is an exciting part of being a believer is the Lord does invite us into share the gospel. Yes. Share me with everyone. Mm -hmm. And we get to be a part of that, yes. which is a really neat part of being a believer in Jesus. Is He says, come do this. Yes. With me. And I love getting to so do I, that. I, you know, I, I would not want to withhold the gospel from anybody. That's our agenda. Um, and, and so there is this, this tendency, even we Christians could have, of taking sides yeah. for the wrong reason. But there's another tendency that's equally disturbing to me, and that is to cease recognizing that God has an ongoing plan for Israel because, as I mentioned, they, they have rejected their own Messiah, at least up until this day. Right. So I want to ask you if I could share. Look, I did all this homework. <laughs> could all this I homework. just share with you? And I, I won't go long. Just a passage of Scripture. Yes, please. Um, it's from Isaiah chapter 4. Just a few verses. In that day. Now, I love those three words. Betsy, we're talking about this day. It's troubling to us. Sure. 
we're trying to figure out where does truth lie? What is our posture as Christians? What do we do in this very unstable uh, time? It's a rough day for us, for our children, in my case, for my grandchildren. (laughs) So I love these three hopeful words in that day, future, that Mm. day is going to be better than this day. Amen. This day is going to give way to that day. Yes. In what way? In that day, the branch of the Lord. That's a reference to Messiah Jesus in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. The coming Messiah is referred to as the branch. Mm-hmm. In that day, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious. Mm-hmm. But wait, Betsy, to us, he's beautiful and glorious already sure. because we have eyes of faith. Our eyes are open. Mm-hmm. For Muslim people, Arab people, Uh, Palestinian people, Jewish people, apart from Christ, their eyes are closed. So they may see him as a good teacher. Right. And they they may have a measure of respect for Jesus, but they don't see him yet to be beautiful and glorious. Mm. But in that day, people will. Mm. And the fruit of the earth will be the pride and the adornment of the survivors of Israel. Mm. Now that, so in that day, there will be two entities, the branch of the Lord and the survivors of Israel, which implies two things, one positive, one negative. One, not all Israel will survive. Um, Two, some will, which tells me in that day, God still has a plan for Israel. He's not forsaken them. He's not replaced them. So, I'm going to pick up the pace. The verse goes on. And it will come about that he who is left in Zion, a reference to Israel, and remains in Jerusalem will be called holy. Mm. Betsy, my people in the land are not holy now. My people are not holy. Apart from Christ, we're unholy. But in that day, people living in the land will be called holy. Everyone who's recorded for life in Jerusalem. It's as if God has books in which he inscribes the names of those in the book of life. Your name's in it. (laughs) Mine is in it because of the blood of the lamb. In that day, the character of Zion and Jerusalem is that it will be consist of people then called holy by their behaviors, by their adherence to the law of Moses. Oh, no, 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 no. By their faith connection to the Holy One, the branch of the Lord. And then it says, when the Lord has washed away the filth <clears throat> of the daughters of Zion. This tells me he still has a plan. It doesn't say if. When right. the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and purged the bloodshed of Jerusalem from her midst by the spirit of judgment and the spirit of burning, then the Lord will create over the whole area of Mount Zion and over her assemblies, get this, a cloud by day. And, uh, and even smoke. Does that sound familiar? That's what God provided when he led right. the Jews out of bondage in Egypt, cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. In Israel's past, he provided for him. In Israel's future, same thing. Mm-hmm. Even the brightness of a flaming fire by night for over all the glory will be a canopy. I'll tell you why that's significant. It's the word chuppah. At Jewish weddings, yeah. a young couple will get under 
it's usually something on four posts right. covering some are more ornate than others. Uh-huh. We call it a chuppah. It's a sign of the establishment of their their new life together, right. and all the onlookers must respect the establishment of this new home, that kind of deal. And it's a symbol of intimacy and love and provision and protection. And God says, in that day, I'm going to put a chuppah over all over of all Israel. Of us. Okay, all of this to say, if God has a future plan for Israel, we Christians must support Israel. And increasingly, in various denominations and other places, uh, Christians are turning against Israel. Mm. They're taking up the Palestinian cause. Now, please don't misunderstand. We ought to pray for Palestinians, defend the uh, civil liberties of Palestine. When I say take up the Palestinian cause, I mean as over against Israel. And they're embracing something called supersessionism or replacement theology, meaning the church is the new Israel that has superseded Israel. Really? Tell that to Isaiah. Yeah. What about the that day? God doesn't put his canopy over, it doesn't say Rome or Washington, D.C. or Athens over this land. So therefore, I want to be on the right side of things regarding Israel. I don't want to work at cross purposes with God. If he has a future plan for Israel, then I want to support Israel today. It's not a political thing or a racial thing. To me, it's a biblical biblical thing. And back to the Abrahamic covenant, I'll bless those who bless you, but I'll curse those who curse you. And in Psalm 122.6, when, when we're commanded to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, then it says, part B, may they prosper who love you. Yeah. May those who pray for the peace of Jerusalem and love her, may they prosper. Yeah. So- hey, everybody. Stuart and I's plan was about 30 minutes. And we talked so long, we ran the battery out. We did. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> for the weird jump from whatever you were saying before the battery ran out to Correct. now. But it's so important, y'all. This is why, I mean, I, I still have, I told Stuart, I said, I still have like three more questions <laughs> that I would love. I'll sit down with him sometime and ask them on my own. Um, but it's so important and it's so, such good information. Yes. Again, thank you for sharing. And I think really the thing we want to continue to say is pray. Yes. Pray, pray for all the things. Stretch yourself to pray for the people that anger you, that are hurting people. Pray for them is what we pray for all the people. And um, and I love what Stuart said in the very beginning. Look for truth. Yes. Look for truth. Don't be quick to just believe all the tidbits that you hear. Really look for look for truth. Right. God calls us to be slow to anger. Yes. Right. Let's let's be slow to anger. Let's look for the truth mm-hmm. in what's happening. Betsy, you know what I do? I pray the news. Yes. It's a prayer prompt for me. Otherwise, you get a little too discouraged and depressed. You don't know where to go. Yeah. What do you mean? You go to the throne right. of grace and you intercede. I love that. And y'all, I heard somebody say this the other day and thought it was so beautiful. Prayer has nothing to do with the people praying. It has to do with the one we're praying to. Ooh, that's good. Y'all, it's this is all about the Lord. I'm going to steal that one. Please do. I stole uh, it from somebody. It's how the great things happen and <laughs> get around in the world. That is good. Um, but it's all about him. Yes. And so we are just asking him to continue to be God, to continue to be trustworthy and faithful. Yes. And we trust that he is. Yes. So thanks for hanging out. 
Sorry, Thanks it was longer than you all thought it was going to be. Jewish standard time. Is that what it is? Well, is that a deal? Yeah, we just keep going. I think it's fine. <laughs> Y'all, thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you hung out all the way till the end. Thanks a ton. <laughs> You're going to get a crown in heaven. You're right? Something. <laughs> hey, thanks for hanging out with us on Table Talk. Continue to pray. We will see you next time.